so for the first five minutes, I'm like, well, it's a weird choices that he's making here. Gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Uh, assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, my name is Adam Porches. And uh, welcome back, everybody. Kind of getting back into the groove of everything. And uh, I want to do something a little bit uh, different on this episode. I'm actually going to be covering three films uh, from one actor. Uh, three films all from the same year from the same actor, and I think he had even more films in that exact same year for that, but I'll have to look that up. Uh, but today we're going to be covering three Nicolas Cage films. First up, we're going to be talking about Prisoners of the Ghost Land, uh, and, then see it's, and I'll talk about how I got to see all these movies, too. Uh, we're going to talk about Prisoners of the Ghost Land, then we're going to talk about Willy's Wonderland, and we're going to round everything up with Pig, all three Nicolas Cage movies. Nicolas Cage is uh, uh, probably a, an insane person, as is my best guess. Uh, but yet, I think he, he may be one of those people that's crazy and also has that level where they may actually be a genius at the exact same time. Or maybe they're a genius and they've got a little bit of a you know kooky, crazy wacko in them as well. I think Nick Cage might be one of those people. Um, uh, he first himself as the California Klaus Kinski. I'm going to play a little, before we get into the... Um, the show itself. I'm going to play it like a little, uh, little Nick Cage interview here, just or little uh, bits of it, just to kind of give you, just to remind you who Nick Cage is as a uh, as an actor and a, a thespian, if you will. Uh, before I do all that, though, I do want to say a big giant thank you to uh, the people that support the show over at Patreon.com/slash/TheFilmFind. Thank you guys so much for uh, keeping this show going. And uh, you guys, let me know what you want me to do on the show. If there's anything that you want me to uh, uh, take a look at, I will uh, do so. Try not to make it too long. <laughs> uh, but patreon.com slash um, the film fine. We really appreciate all of you uh, awesome people. Let's get into it. So Nick Cage has been, uh, you know, entertaining us for years upon years upon years now. Uh, got into some financial trouble and stuff like that. So while that may not be good for him, uh, it, it, it was in a weird roundabout way good for the rest of us because... We have gotten so many Nick Cage movies over the past, you know, 10, 15 years here that have just been bonkers bananas. They range from everything from something that's just, you know, like like we're going to see on the show today, uh, a, a nice, easy, dramatic thing like, like a movie like Pig and a wild and crazy out there like Prisoners of the Ghost Land or, or even Willy's Wonderland. But Prisoners of the Ghost Land uh, makes some interesting choices, but then... Willy's Wonderland makes even crazier choices, but I think a lot of those crazy choices come from the man himself. Uh, Nick Cage is a bit of a wacko. Um, what, what's a nephew to Francis Ford Coppola, and 
he talks about that a little bit. Let me let's let's talk about Nick Cage. This is an interview from GQ. Uh, Nick Cage talking about his iconic characters, just to give you an idea of like what Nick Cage kind of kind of sounds like in real life because we've all seen him in the movies and stuff lately, and we all think we have this idea of what Nick Cage is and like is he a crazy person? Is he insane? And when you see some of the movies that he makes, you understand that he might be. But when you listen to these things, he's like, no, he's actually kind of a pretty smart guy. He just may be nuts at the same time, too. Let's take a listen. Moonstruck. I had made a movie called Peggy Sue Got Married. Cher had seen that movie. And she immediately said, I saw Peggy Sue Got Married, and I thought I was your performance was like watching a two-hour car accident or a train wreck. I was kind of amazed that she saw it that way and also that she wanted to work with me as a result of seeing a two-hour car accident, but that she wanted me to play Ronnie Camareri. And I was deeply flattered because I was still am a, a fan of Cher. And there's a, a moment where I raise the wooden hand and I, I say, I lost my hand, I lost my bride. And I think I got that idea from watching Fritz Lang's Metropolis. I think there's a moment in that movie, I'm not 100% certain, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I do believe I was inspired by a moment in that movie when the doctor ripped off the glove from his metallic hand and he did that. And I wanted to be kind of German expressionistic like the old Metropolis movie by Fritz Lang. So that, like, that's the kind of things that Nick Cage talks about. You think that he's going to go one way and he goes another and then we'll drop like Metropolis references on you. It's really... He, he's quite the interesting guy hearing him talk about all kinds of stuff. So as many Nick Cage interviews as you can stand on the Internet, do yourself a favor. Go go check him out. Uh, but let's get into the uh, the movies that we've got this time. These are all movies from 2021, uh, e- even though it was a year with which we were you know mostly locked down and everything. They didn't stop Nick Cage from putting out 78 films. Uh, so here is a trailer for Prisoners of the Ghostland. My granddaughter has been lost to us. I would have her return to me post-haste. And you, sir, I am told, are the man to do the job. Each arm is equipped with an explosive device. Your trousers are also equipped with explosives. Really? Just beyond the point where we now stand lies a highway where evil reigns. What is this? At the end of five days, if you have not returned with Benice, well, I think you get the idea, son. Godspeed. This is the ghost land. A land of no escape. We are not the ones who hold her captive. It's been two days, and still she is missing. How do I get out of here? You must surrender to fate. escapes the ghost land. No one! 
Alrighty, that was the trailer for Prisoners of the Ghostland. Here's the IMDb plotline. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. A notorious criminal must break an evil curse in order to rescue an abandoned girl who has mysteriously disappeared. This is directed by, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Sion Sono, uh, written by Aaron Hendley and Reza Xiao Safari. Uh, I'm I'm pretty awful with names. Starring Nick Cage, Sophia Batella, Nick Cassavetes, Bill Mosley, and more. Um, this was, uh, we had our, what we call the, uh, what was called the cage match at Vistar Video uh, recently, where we had a double feature of Nick Cage films. We did not know what they were going in. It was just called, they're going to be Nick Cage movies tonight. Please come on down. Enjoy. And, of those two, uh, the double feature that we watched, uh, Prisoners of the Ghostland was the first one. Um, while I like this movie, I will say, if you were programming a double feature, triple feature, uh, do not put this movie first. It doesn't belong first in a double feature, especially with Pig, which is on the opposite end of the uh, Nicolas Cage scale, but we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Uh, but Prisoners of the Ghostland, uh, if you heard the trailer there, you pretty much kind of got the idea for it. Um, Nick Cage plays a guy who's got to go and uh, rescue Sophia Vitella's character. And uh, Bill Mosley was the guy that you hear in, the, uh, in there. I'm sure you, want, you recognize his voice if you're, a, if you're a fan of this show. Chances are you probably got that. Hey, that's a Bill Mosley voice. Uh, he plays Colonel Sanders. <laughs> that's not what he is, but that's pretty much what I call him. He's as governor. Uh, but he plays like this kind of bearded Colonel Sanders kind of guy and is going around. He They take Nick Cage's character, and as you heard in the trailer, they put these little uh, little detonator balls all over this black leather suit that he's wearing. He's got them you know, at strategic points on his body, including uh, two, one for the left and one for the right. Uh, explosives right around the old crotch area there. One to the, you know, just one one for each of the boys. And um, I will say this: of all of those little uh, the little pods and stuff on them, not all of them stay intact. <laughs> uh, but as you might imagine, here's the thing: this movie feels like you know the, the like the kind of I think it's Japanese part in in or no, there's Chinese obviously. What with the stupid name, what's what's wrong with me? Uh, the Chinese part in Once Upon a Time in China, all of that kind of vibe. The Once Upon a Time in China vibe where everything almost seems like uh, a zero-reality, like it's something that's just different and out there and everything. That's what this movie is. It feels like you're watching an acid trip. You're not sure what's going on. The acting is not great, but the acting is also, like in a weird, strange way, so over-the-top and crazy that you just have to go along for the ride. I have no idea how much money this thing costs, but when you watch this movie, you're like, holy crap, this had to have been at least fairly expensive because there are some amazing-looking, crazy, wild sets and stuff here. There's there's just so much going on that you're just like, who who put all this money? But if you look at like how much money it made in the United States, uh, uh, or actually, no, this says gross worldwide box office, $63,000. I sure as shit know this didn't cost $63,000. You know, Nick Cage is, you know, cost more than that, I'm sure, for this movie. Um, here's the thing, though. Like I said, I think that this was probably, at least in the order with which we watched him that night, uh, I would have put 
Pig first as like your kind of more serious film and your second movie. And again, this this goes for all of your like double feature planning. If you're planning to do double features with people, do the double feature in the right order. And I don't mean just like, you know, you're watching Back to the Futures 1 and then 2, right? I mean, put them in kind of a thematical sort of order. If you have a movie that's, uh, you know, kind of normal and everything like that, put that one first. If you've got a Gonzo one, you want that to be like the second late night film. And that's the one that you want people walking away going, what in the hell did I just watch here? That was bananas. Instead, if you do like we did, and again, I wasn't behind this, so I can't. You know, take blame for doing this. But uh, when you end with Pig, your night ends and you walk out of the movie, uh, the video store as we did, and we're just kind of like, well, it was good, but like, the Prisoners of Ghostland was like, that was the one that was bananas and stuff. And I don't really quite remember because it it is, uh, it's super crazy. It's super wild. It's all over the place. The acting, like I said, is just kind of whoop, but uh, it is what it is. Prisoner of the Ghostland, uh, I believe that's available right now on Shudder, perhaps? If it's not, it's available on one of the uh, streaming services, maybe Amazon Video. I don't know. Uh, but Prisoners of Ghostland, that's available out there right now. Um, I would say... If you're a Nick Cage fan and you want to see him kind of going a, a little bit nuts, I wouldn't call this like extremo nuts. If we're going to say, you know, on the Nick Cage crazy scale, I'm going to put this one at a solid 6.5. 6.5 because it's it's wild, but he also kind of plays a guy that feels like he's a normal sort of character. And, and there are other movies it's going to get a little bit different than that but uh prisoners of ghostland that's available now uh go ahead let's uh play this trailer number two for willie's wonderland welcome to willie's wonderland spend the night cleaning willie's wonderland and i will pay to have your car fixed deal you are officially on staff. Let's get the hell out of here. I can't stand to hear a grown man scream. This place has a dark history. I know the bullshit story they told you. It's a lie. You're here to be a human sacrifice. Have you been listening to a word I've been saying? He's gonna die in here, but he won't listen to me. got out. Nobody is safe. Put your balls on, Evan. We're going to Willie's. He's not trapped in here with them. They're trapped in here with him. I enjoy a man a few words.
Alrighty, that was the trailer for Willie's Wonderland from 2021 IMDb Plotline. A quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now-condemned Willie's Wonderland. The mundane task suddenly becomes an all-out fight for survival against a wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fists fly, kicks land... Titans Clash, and only one side will make it out alive. This is uh, written by G.O. Parsons, directed by Kevin Lewis, starring Nick Cage, Emily Tosta, uh, Beth Grant, and a whole bunch of people you probably may not necessarily recognize. Uh, this movie is out currently on um, on Hulu right now, and uh, it is a wild and crazy time. <laughs> As you might have heard from the uh, trailer there, uh, it sounds a bit nuts, but here's the best part about this movie that you find out fairly soon, I think, is that uh, Nick Cage does not speak in this film. That's right. Nick Cage is, uh, said, you know what? I'm going to take a 128-minute movie or, 100, or an hour and 28 movie, and uh, I'm just not going to say any words. Now, on the surface, and again, with the idea in mind that Nick Cage had some money problems and is just, I, I have no idea how much this man owes the mob <laughs> or whoever, whoever, whoever. Um, but he's just, he's taking all of these roles. So you figure he takes this Willy Wonderland role. He reads the script and just goes, the dialogue for my, again, this is all assumptions. This is all assumptions on my part. He gets that script. He reads all the dialogue for his character and just goes, this is crap. Or 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 just goes, there's so much in here. I can't learn this all. I've got at least three films in 2021. I'm going to find out how many films in 2021 he has before the show's over. Uh, but I, I don't have all this time. I can't really, uh, you know, memorize all of these lines and everything. I've got all these other movies that I'm doing. So I tell you what. I tell you what. I'll get you... A, a low price. We'll do low price on this, best price. And I'll, I'll, I'll be in your movie. You've got my face and my name and everything to plaster on the posters. Nick Cage, Nick Cage, Nick Cage. And people know what that means these days. And you'll have all of that stuff. My my quote will be low. And there you go. And I just don't have to say any words. I, don't, that's, I, I will do all of those things in exchange for not having to say anything. So why not, you know? Uh, this Oh, so all three. All three of these were the three films that he did in 2020. 2021, rather. Uh, so, boom. We're, we're going over his 2021 filmography for uh, Nick Cage. Um, I liked Willy's Wonderland for what it was. Now, if you've ever pl uh, played or seen a Five Nights from Freddy's game, uh, that's essentially what we've got here. If you've uh, been to, of course, a Chuck E. Cheese... Chuck E. Cheese... Or a uh, what we had here in the South growing up, we had uh, a, a place called Celebration Station, uh, pretty much like a Chuck E. Cheese idea. I think they had they had uh, like a little putt putt course out back that you could do, uh, go karts that you could race and stuff like that, and of course a whole bunch of arcade stuff and games and, and whatnot inside, and also uh, some animatronic. Uh, animals and whatnot, probably woodland creatures if I'm to venture, I guess. I think there's a bear in there. Uh, but you would go and you, you know, it was a, it was always a fun time when you were a little kid and when uh, the random few times that you actually ended up having to go there. Uh, but 
what would happen if those, you know, robots came alive at night and started to try to kill you? Uh, and if you played Five, Nine or Fre- Five Nights at Freddy's, you've seen that. This is basically that same kind of thing. And they were talking, I don't know if it's still on the table, of them doing a Five Nights, and Fre- uh, Five Nights at Freddy's uh, movie or whatnot. I don't know how they're going to do it, to do that, by the way. This is as close as I've got to something that would be like that. And the the... The plot of this one makes enough sense to where you're like, okay, that makes that's fine. You know, this guy, he's driving around. There's some spike strips on the road. Boom, tires popped. Guy comes by and goes, oh, look, turns out that I can help you. But I tell you what, I'll bring your car back here tomorrow morning. All you have to do is go into this closed down, abandoned, uh, you know, uh, a child fun. That's not a park, but, you know, Chuck E. Cheese. you got to go into this Chuck E. Cheese, clean up all the graffiti and all the other, you know, garbage and everything that's around here. And once you're finished at the end of the night, we'll come back. You'll, you'll, you'll come out in the morning. Your car will be fixed, and you'll be good to go because you can't pay the two grand that it takes to uh, uh, fix the tires or whatever. And so that's that's the big thing that they do. And he gets locked in there. And of course, as you might imagine, given the trailer, is that things start to come alive and start to attack him. The best part about this, though, is that, like, again, Nick Cage, while people talk to him plenty, uh, he never talks back to any of them. Looks at them, grunts a little bit, and that's about it. He also, uh, like, he, he brought a lot of beers into a work, which is great. Uh, so he's in there, he's got like a mop and everything, and every now and then, he'll take himself a little break, drink a beer, play some pinball, and then get back at it. And God help you if uh, whatever time it happens to be on the clock, uh, when that happens, he's going to be stopping whatever event that he's doing, and he's going to be uh, you know drinking that beer and playing that pinball. Uh, is this is this a great movie? No. Uh, oh, so um, by the way, so once he's in there, like all of these uh, things are starting to attack him, and then the kids from the outside who were like, "Hey, we know that this place has a uh, you know an evil secret lying inside," and try to stop him and get him out of there. But he, you know, he wants to get out. He wants to leave. He's got. To, he needs to get into his car and get the heck out of there. Uh, and he just wants to get get to the end of that line. But at the end of that line uh, may not actually be there. Uh, this, but like I said, when you, when you hear this idea, when, when I saw Nick Cage in this movie, I had no idea that he didn't talk. So for the first five minutes, I'm like, well, it's a weird choices that he's making here, but very Nick Cage at the exact same time. And soon you do realize, oh, he's not going to talk throughout this. And you think you would think that that would be, uh, him just kind of slacking off, not caring, not really kind of acting, sort of walking his way through this thing in order for him to get a paycheck. And that's not the case. That's not the case at all. Nick Cage is going off in this movie. There are times where he is beating these animatronic uh, animals so hard and so ferociously, he's giving everything in his acting performance. He's not he came to play. Nick Cage came to play for this show, and he's I'm kind of all about it. Even though it's wild, even though it's weird and crazy, he's still going at it, and he just does not care. And that's that's kind of why you love it. It's not good. It's not great. On the uh, on the Nick Cage crazy meter, I'm going to go... We're going to give a solid 7.2 with this one. 
it's pretty good. It's not wild. It's not super wild and crazy. There's obviously the great point that he doesn't talk, but you know that cannot kind of only go so far. And you kind of wish he did have some dialogue. This, you know, kind of it's beyond man with no name. It's man with no voice, and it works for some people. It doesn't work for others. But I would say again, for what an hour and a half or whatever, it's it's a decent enough time. It's available on Hulu. Uh, for nothing, so you can go and check that out. That's uh, Willy's Wonderland. Hey, I didn't even realize I'm doing this, but I am going in the order that they released, at least according to IMDb. So that's Prisoners of the Wonderland, Willy's, or Prisoners of the Ghostland, Willy's Wonderland. And here's a trailer for the last review of this episode. Here is the trailer for Pig. for a truffle pig. Someone stole her. I don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig. What are you thinking? the trailer for Pig from 2021, last new release. Well, I say new release. It's new-ish. It's the newest one from uh, Nick Cage here. Here's the IMDb plotline. A truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregon wilderness must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. That's right. We got a pig kidnapping movie, everybody. Uh, this is uh, written by Vanessa Block and Michael Sinarski, directed by Michael Sinarski, starring Nicolas Cage, Alex Wolf, Adam Arkin, uh, Cassandra Violet, and more. Um, this is about as far away as you can get for Nick Cage from these other two movies. And I think that's the thing I want to kind of uh, kind of nail home for this episode is that like when you see something like Prisoners of the Ghost Land where Nick Cage is is dialed up high, you see something 
like Willy's Wonderland, where he's not even speaking, he's just going ape on animatronic animals. You go, so Nick Cage is just taking, Nick Cage is just taking exploitation films and just cashing paychecks on them. And it's like, then you have something like Pig. Pig comes along. First of all, uh, great name, terrible name kind of thing, because the movie is all about a pig, a pig of which you rarely, uh, hardly see in the movie. But uh, it I don't feel it sells people in the movie. So, like, great name, bad name, and everything. Uh, Adam Arkin, I wish, or, or, yeah, Adam Arkin, I wish he was a little bit more, uh, you know, just like the other, the other arc. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want you to be here anymore. Not, but... Uh, it, it, listen, it's a good movie, but it is, it's about a tr- a guy whose, uh, pig gets, uh, stolen from him, a pig that hunts truffles and stuff like that. And there are these pigs out there that, uh, you know, hunt these little morsels up and stuff like that, sniffing through whatnot. And he gets those and they're very, very expensive. And then he sells those to Alex Wolf, who then is a, uh, someone who sells, uh, these truffles to restaurants and stuff like that. So he's that middleman. Nick Cage stays out in this very secluded farm life out in the middle of nowhere. It's just him and his pig, and he's making these meals and stuff. Come to find out, I, slight spoilers here for this. I, I say spoilers because, you know, you you come across this bit in the movie itself, but it's not like it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. But if you don't want to get spoiled, just you know, hit it here. But we we find out that he um, he was a former chef. He was actually a guy who, you know, made a lot of food and stuff, and decided to get away. And I'm not going to you know sit here and get everything for you. But um, y- you find out why they were there. But you think you you think, especially having after just seeing uh, Prisoners of the Ghostland just before I saw this one, you're waiting for that you know uh, Panos Cosmatos. Uh, Mandy switch or something, right? To where it's like taken, but with a pig, and that never really happens. And but it's a good thing that it doesn't happen. It was a, that great uh, subversion of expectations for what you would think of a Nicolas Cage movie in today's day and age. Uh, and that's it. Like I said, it's a. Uh, he's not busting out guns. He's not screaming after people. This is a very light, very uh even keeled Nicolas Cage throughout this entire movie and I think that's what is really kind of the most amazing thing about it is that he can make something that is so wild and so crazy but yet then can come to this and still be able to give those performances that are nice that are solid that don't have to be showy that don't have to go anywhere in things that can have this pace to where he has like you know, this long gray hair, big bushy beard and all this kind of stuff to where, you know, he he's not living in this. He's not the movie star that you would think that somebody who's been in the business as long as he has been a guy who has earned himself an Oscar. You think he would be, you know, a little bit pretentious about all of this, but he's not anymore. And I think he just takes uh, projects that are interesting to him and that, you know, something he just wants to do. That's what it feels like. Or And if it pays halfway decent, God bless. And he's got so much more stuff coming up on the way. There's uh, this year alone in April, April 22nd, my birthday film, 
of which I'll be going out and seeing is uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, where Nick Cage plays Nick Cage. That's right. We finally got to a point where he's playing himself. This is going to be the Nick Cage JCVD, but probably better. You got Pedro Pascal in that bad boy. It's going to be a it's going to be a romp over there. He's got so 2022, he's got three movies on the docket for 2022 that are listed right now with two that are in post, one that's in post production, one that's in filming uh that don't have dates on them. So those may be 2023. But the unbearable weight of massive talents, the first one in April, I'm not sure when these other two dates are, but then you have one called The Retirement Plan and The Old Way. Two more films with that, Butcher's Crossing and Renfield. That's right. Nick Cage is going to play Renfield. You know Renfield. Uh, <laughs> with eyes just like his, only smaller. Um, I don't know. Like Nick Cage, we are in a Nick cage essence for this. And uh, if you are in the Charlotte area, by the way, uh, Wednesday, is it Wednesday night, Tuesday night, I'll have to look up the actual thing here. Uh, but they're, I think it's Tuesday. They're doing a uh, Nick Cage match round two. Uh, which I will certainly be going to another uh, double feature of Nick Cage movies. That'll be at Viz Art Video. Let me make sure I've got the uh, the time correct and everything. Yes, uh, February twenty second, seven p.m. Viz Art Video in Charlotte. Nick C- uh, the Cage Match Round Two. Two films from Nicolas Cage. We have no idea what they are, uh, but you walk in and you have a good old fashioned time watching a Nick Cage movie with a bunch of people in a video store at the back uh, in the back of a video video store at night. And then after that, we all go out drinking. It's a really great time. Uh, so again, I, I don't want to say too much about Pig because part of the you know the fun of Pig having known really nothing going into it is how the story progresses here and everything and frankly Nick Cage's performance Nick Cage's lovely subtle performance that he gives and uh I got to say I- I'm excited for anything that Nick Cage puts out now he's one of those actors that is just like you're not always going to get something that's absolutely amazing but you're going to get something that's at least worth looking at and going like what what's he doing now and the fact that he's doing so many, we're getting a lot of work from the guy, and I really like it. So that is it, everybody. Three movies from Nick Cage. Uh, I believe, oh, yes, Pig is available on Hulu Plus as well, or just Hulu. I don't know. I don't know how they all work these days. So Pig and Willie's Wonderland are available on Hulu. I think Prisoners of Ghostland is available on Shudder. It may be on Hulu as well. Who knows? But uh, check your local listings for uh, all that kind of good stuff. That's it, everybody. Thanks for uh, joining me on another episode here of the Film Fine. We've got a couple of Film Fine Fives uh, uh, coming down the pike for you and further fuller episodes and stuff like that. So if you would like to support this show, head on over to the uh, patreon.com slash the film find and join up at any level. We really appreciate that uh, from all of you fine, fine people. And uh, please give us some, give me some suggestions for uh, what you'd like me to talk about and uh, check out and all those good things. That is it, everybody. Join me next time when we're talking, I don't know, some fun stuff here. I'm Adam Fortress. Take it easy, guys. Crazy. I'm crazy for feeling so lonely I'm crazy Crazy for feeling so blue I knew you'd love me as long You'd leave.
Cage is not as crazy as I think everyone would like him to be. He's he's an eccentric Hollywood guy. When you think about it, he he grew up, you know, in a with a pretty famous extended family. <laughs> you know, when your last name is actually Coppola, uh, there's a lot to live up to. And you know, I can understand wanting to get out of that kind of uh, Coppola banner and everything, not wanting to. Uh, and, and it's still hilarious how he's just like, oh, I like I like uh, Luke Cage, so I'll change my last name to Cage. <laughs> it served him well. So, uh, I, listen, I, Nick Cage, keep doing what you're doing. Um, it, it's a crazy psycho thing, and I, I, I love every second of it. See you next time, guys. <laughs>